I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to episode 183 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies... We have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, September 23rd, 2015. My name is Dan Gorman. What about Madonna? I mean, is she like a virgin or is she a material girl? This girl's had more reinventions than Thomas Edison. <laughs> My name is Casey Lyons, and I can't believe how clear everything is. This must be what Helen Keller felt like when she got glasses. <laughs> My name's Greg Legro, and let's pause this. Let's pause the hell out of this. Let's pause this like I paused Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have tons of stuff to talk about this week. Two of us went and saw the new Johnny Depp film, Black Mass. One of us saw a low-budget, or lower-budget science fiction film. Two of us listened low to... Low-budget. Okay, low-budget. <laughs> Two of us listen to Miley Cyrus. We'll roll for movies next week. Casey will tell us about an episode of 90210 and 90210. Yeah, cor- relay, corner, relay. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I, I, I leave for one show and it all goes yeah. to hell. Uh, and much more. If you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes, please do that. Go to modernsuperior.com and comment on our discus threads for our posts. Talk to all of your friends in real life about us and uh, email us at info at modernsuperior.com if you have any feedback. Uh, we are back, all three of us. Yeah, Woo! yeah. dream team, baby, <laughs> dream team. Uh, back on the single mic this week, so mm-hmm. a little airy, but deal with it. Yeah, yeah come on, guys. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into the itty bitty tidbit committee. Unless uh, there were some emails and stuff, I believe Craig Chaos emailed us a bunch. Yeah, he. There was a movie that he threw out as a punishment film that I I was not really aware of. But no, now I am. And it looks yes. funny. Yeah, was it Best Men or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. It, was, yeah. it had a bunch of people in it. Um, um, you know, like actors and actresses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, like one of those type of movies. Yeah. 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 Oh, and he uh, sent us about some a band called Weekend at Dave's, uh, and he was saying that he liked Psycho too because we were talking about uh, right. horror movies and such after last week's horror heavy episode. Mm, Best Men from 1997. Um, it's a all-star cast. Yeah. I know Dean Cain. Dean Cain is in it. So is Andy, Andy Dick. Dick. Yeah. Sean Patrick Flannery, Luke Wilson, Fred Ward, Drew Barrymore, and Brad Dura. Sounds like a winner to me. There's, I really like a lot of those people. I like a people. lot of those people. <laughs> and Dean Cain is in it. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what it's about. I don't care. We will watch, we'll that, watch at that at some yeah, point. Definitely. As a punishment movie when we don't have anything in theaters. Um, Eric, Maybe this week. Yeah. 
Eric Thomas also emailed us. We got a few a few things of feedback about Intruder, the 1989 horror movie. Yes. A lot of confirmations that you did, in fact, watch the edited, the edited version. no good version. Which was still fun. So yeah. now I'll watch the uh, gory version and have a great time. Yeah. Well, I have watched the gory version yeah. since last week. Yeah. And uh, it is much gorier. Yeah. <laughs> you see a guy get his face cut in half. Yeah. So that picture, so, that picture on that one poster, that's, yeah, that's, that's all what happened. happens. It doesn't happen as gruesomely as that yeah. poster, but yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Pretty good. Cut a guy's head in half. I'm yeah. interested. It's a fun movie. All you need to do to get Greg interested in something is uh, cut a dude's head in half. I don't ask for much. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how his teachers got him to learn math. <laughs> cut it off. Uh, yeah, so go watch Intruder. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to talk about it, but I don't have much else to say other than you're right. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So, Itty Bitty Tidbit Committee, uh -huh. news and movies we've been watching. Yeah. Uh, um, what? Anything catch your ears? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What? Well, just little bits of news that I was like, there's not, not a lot of news happening right now. But I also didn't see very much this week. So. Yeah. Um, the Gambit movie, a comic book movie based on the superhero Gambit yeah. that's going to have Channing Tatum in it has now lost, I think, another director? Well, whatever director they had. I don't know if yeah. Another one that's dropped off that bailed on this project. And well, I didn't even Channing Tatum's, uh, yeah, he bailed. To, didn't he try he to, to jump get off, out, but yeah. they pulled him back in. Yeah. All right. Did yeah. they give him more money, or did they just point him to his contract? What they or what? want to do is try and make Gambit, like, because Hugh Jackman's about to check out of the Wolverine business. Right. So yeah. instead of trying to just fill in a new actor immediately as Wolverine, they're trying to make Gambit the new uh, centerpiece of the Marvel Universe, which is like a really stupid idea. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about Gambit Me other either, than really. he's like Cajun. Yeah. Pretty good. And he has a headband. Yeah. Fingerless gloves. Yes. You know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is that his, are those his powers? No, he charges up uh, the cards, cards, playing cards, uh, kinetically, and throws them. Yeah, mm. see, I was going to say... I knew there was, I was something gonna stupid. I was going to say playing cards. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say playing cards, but then I was like, if that's not Gambit, I'm going to look dumb. Yeah. So I'm just not going to make <laughs> no, it. playing cards. He's the guy with the cards and the stick. He's yeah. stick, too. I remember him from the animated series. Right. Yeah. Wait, he's got... Sorry, I'm sorry. He's got playing cards and a stick? <laughs> yeah. I'm back on board. <laughs> He became really popular in the comics. He was part of the 90s uh, kind of change over the X-Men, and he was one of the new characters. Yeah. He really resonated with audiences. People really liked him. I, he was just came in a little late for me, where I've always thought Gambit was just, you know, a stupid guy with a stick and cards. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, I just don't care about Gambit. Um, he's not as bad as some of the add-on characters happened in the 90s uh, when they really fucked up X-Men so good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They're trying really hard to make this thing happen, but it's just going to be so stupid. I think. Yeah. I just don't and know with all that, make... is it going to be the next uh, Fantastic Four? Too many cooks. Too many. Yeah, yeah. Too many. You know, people leaving and coming and going. Ah, yeah. Superhero. How can you? They're, yeah. they're in trouble. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's all going to go bad real soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real bummer. It's a shame that we just. I don't know. Didn't Spielberg compare them to, like, the Westerns? Like, yeah. The Western, like, all, everyone's just gonna make only that for a while, and then everyone's gonna be like, quit it! Yeah. <laughs> We're not going anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, even when we got the best, there was still always a bunch of shit, right? Mm -hmm. So, I feel like 
it could not be the case. Yeah. Like when what when whatever the best superhero movies ever are, like if you want to say Spider-Man 2 or the yeah. Nolan movies, yeah. there was always like four other movies in the corner of that genre being yeah, like yeah. There was a, a <laughs> there's a Green Lantern hanging out yeah. somewhere like don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I don't disagree that like I I I worry people will be like we don't need this anymore we're not interested or whatever but yeah. there'll probably always be good uh, ones I, I hope so yeah. I quite enjoy the rare movies so. yeah yeah but just Gambit. Need, yeah Maybe more, I just might have just missed the boat on it I think I might yeah. just be too old to know why Gambit's interesting either that or he's a guy who throws playing cards <laughs> <laughs> that might be why you think he's so fucking dumb he's got a trench coat yeah yeah he's from the nineties yeah right. yeah he yeah. seems like Let's give him a character that like could be imitatable. Like yeah. the next day after <laughs> no, but like the next day after reading the first Gambit issue, a guy could show up with like a trench coat and his hair slicked back and like his deck of cards. Yeah, and, like, yeah. This is my thing now. And yeah. just like here we need a nineties guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I probably didn't factor into it, but I feel like there was What a... happened to Steve? He just started throwing cards in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a nineties thing. Yeah. You you've understand. been trumped. <laughs> Go, Go fish! fish. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're an old maid. <laughs> <laughs> now I wish you were a superhero. <laughs> oh, Gambit. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness! What else news-wise? I don't. I don't. I haven't really been catching I up with things. Since, I haven't uh, been keeping my eye on the news much Brie lately. Brie Larson replaced Emma Stone in that movie about uh, Billie Jean King and the Battle of the Sexes against yes. uh, Billy Riggs. Yeah, I so heard Steve about Carell that. is going to play Billy Riggs. Uh, uh, you know what that is? Oh, I know it's, uh, I mean, I know the story. I yeah. didn't know that it was going to be a movie. Yeah. And I didn't know that uh, Brie Larson was replacing Emma Stone, but I will say I like Brie Larson a hell of a lot more than I like Emma Stone. Totally. So, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll see it. <laughs> yeah. um, there was a trailer for the Jungle Book movie that oh, John yeah. Favreau is making. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen anything I about that, that trailer. What did you think? I was like, alright. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't mind the trailer. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I love the Jungle Book. Yeah. That was kind of my favorite when I was a kid. I think it could be a cool property it, my, yeah it looks all right the, the only know. thing that i that caught my eye about the trailer being released was one of the writers at slash film tweeted out like now that you've seen the jungle book trailer remember that 99 percent of the things going around mm -hmm. that main character is are cgi and like if you watch the trailer it's just like a kid in the jungle and there's a monster like there's animals and shit and you're like yeah. Yeah, I didn't think this was real. <laughs> like, I, well, you watch the trailer and you're like, yeah, this is a computer-generated world. This is how movies are made. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they didn't put this kid in front of a fucking real tiger. No, like in the jungle. Th that tiger couldn't actually talk or yeah. something. Like, what? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. <laughs> they didn't even get a talking tiger. <laughs> this movie's bullshit. Yeah. They don't like, make I them mean, like that. It, it cool. looks great. But yeah. I was never like, wow, what a real, like, it's real. Like, <laughs> like that's how movies are made. What yeah. is that guy's point? I like, don't know. Why was he like... I think the point is like, it looks so good, remember that this is like, I, like, just the impressiveness of the effects. But I was like, I don't think anybody was watching this being like, 
This is no the- shit. Yeah. Talking tigers now. Yeah. <laughs> Not only have they got talking tigers, they've taught them to act <laughs> and movies. Yeah, it does look good though. It does look interesting. Mm-hmm. I, it's not something I'm like dying. I keep, I, I, keep, I keep forgetting to watch that trailer, yeah. but I'm super interested. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I definitely like to check it out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any other trailers. I don't know. Stuff. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm so, uh, so yeah. fucking off the map lately. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, there's not a lot going on out there too. This is the thing. Yeah. It's I've been, the... I've been. Well, I've got two weeks worth of uh, stuff I've seen. Yeah. So I'm just fucking biding my time. Yeah. Well, what get going on it? Uh, all right. Well, first off, I'll talk about something that you guys told me to see two weeks ago. Yeah. And then I watched. Oh, it did you watch you list something? Uh, no, I didn't oh. watch you list. I totally wanted to watch you list. Oh, and then judge you list. Oh, uh, this succulus. You'll have to wait till next week. You hear? I thought you list on Oculus. <laughs> the weird thing is, I'm talking about Police Academy. Yeah, so, not Oculus. Uh, no, I watched uh, In Bruges. Oh, okay. oh, great. Yeah, it is great. Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie, but, right? Yeah. And weirdly enough, uh, because I didn't... Um, I, I think Seven Psychopaths is the only Martin uh, McDonald movie that I've seen. Yeah, and it didn't even uh, like uh, uh, clue into me that uh, he is John Michael McDonald's brother. Yeah. So uh, uh, so yeah, and I was talking about him. So I don't recently. Did, yeah. Yeah, because I'd watched The Guard. Right. And then you watch In Bruges and you go, oh, yes, I can definitely see how these two people are related. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, really interesting filmmaking and. Uh, he definitely does a thing. He definitely, like, yeah. his characters aren't characters as much as they are examples of characters, which mm. is cool. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad thing at all. Yeah. I'm just, it's uh, uh, it's interesting filmmaking. And yeah, that was a really great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Colin Farrell was really good in it. Uh, super so fucking good, great. Yeah, yeah. As per usual, yeah. fucking, uh, um, Brendan Gleeson is <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm pronouncing his name by He fucking just totally blew me away because yeah. he's the greatest. He's so good, so good. Yeah. What? So Did you say he's so good looking? He's so good looking. Did he cough, sneeze? <laughs> Oh, so that's um, one thing. I well, saw. you have a yeah. lot, so what? You can double down. Yeah. What's next? Double down. Um, I finally saw Yodorowsky's Doom. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, oh I, I, that's so good, interesting right? shit. Yeah. It is such a good movie. Yeah. It's yeah. so fucking just delightful. He is absolutely delightful and until, insane. Until yeah, he insane. starts talking about how you gotta rape somebody's book. Yeah. <laughs> that was like at, like the whole movie theater when I, I saw I it. Rape. We were all laughing and stuff and then like he says that and, you, and everyone was like huh? <laughs> like, so I, I, I rape I rape Frank Herbert. I rape him. With love. <laughs> You're like, wait. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right, you did it with love. Oh, and also the other uh, remarkable thing. Well, much of that movie is remarkable. But the other remarkable thing about that movie was how much Dan O'Bannon sounded like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, they had like yeah. a lot, like they had a lot of his like voice, and every yeah, once yeah. in a while, I would forget who was talking, and I'm like, "Was Jeff Goldblum in this?" <laughs> yeah, pretty weird. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, crazy was... to see how something that didn't happen had such an impact. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah nice. absolutely. Yeah, and made a lot of people's careers. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. Definitely. 
Oh yeah. boy, there's Definitely. I've got I've got more, but let's go around. Okay, I feel like I'm hogging this spotlight. Oh my gosh, uh, I saw some more Tiff stuff. Mm. Uh, now that Tiff is w- wound down, yeah. I, I didn't see a lot more, but I saw two other things I'll mention quickly. Okay. I saw the girl in the photographs, which uh-huh. is a film that is Wes Craven's final credit in terms of he, he executive produced it and he was involved with it uh, creatively. It's like a horror movie slash kind of it's like kind of a slasher um about this girl in these photographs <laughs> it's about this like small town girl who's bored of her town and she starts receiving these photographs of murdered women and uh it attracts look at these photographs <laughs> it, uh, it attracts the um attention of this kind of los angeles sort of sleazy american apparel style photographer played by cal penn um, and he comes to the town for some reasons, and then they all kind of get uh, wound up in this serial killer plot. And it sounded great. I was really excited to see this movie, but boy, is it a piece of shit. It is so boring. Uh, it is the worst. I, yeah. I, it was pr- the worst movie I saw at TIFF. Yeah. I was so, so, so let down. Because it has a good setup. It's just a piece of shit. Great. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, for Wes. And I was like, oh, man. This movie is so no bad, <laughs> and it made me sad. <laughs> it was just—it was not—it was—it was terrible. Gross. Um, but I did see a movie called *The Meddler*, starring Susan Sarandon, um, from the director of *Seeking a Friend for the End of the*. Oh, that movie sucks. Yeah. yeah, I didn't although see that, it. That, yeah, it sucks. Uh, although that that movie does feel like it, it suffers from studio. Uh, uh, Intervention. I gotta double check this because I'm paranoid that that's the wrong movie. <laughs> those words put together. I'm very excited. Yeah. Um. So the meddler. Yeah. Susan Sarandon. I just wanted uh, Rose Byrne is in it. Um. Casey Wilson's in it a little bit. Uh. Just kidding. Simmons. Hey. In this movie. I just want to double check this director that and make sure that's the right. Uh. Yeah. She also made uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Oh, I didn't um, like that movie very much either. I yeah. didn't see that movie very much. Either. So. It was better than the end of the world one. Yeah. This movie is about, like, a older woman whose daughter moves to Los Angeles because she's going to be doing a pilot, and the woman played by Susan Sarandon is her mom, and, and her husband has recently died, so she has um, a lot of money from, from the death, and and goes to kind of just meddle in her daughter's life, and her like daughter... Like a meddler. Yeah, like a meddler. Like oh, a mother. Oh, I get it. Yeah. And then the daughter ends up <laughs> I going... I thought she was kind of like the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like a... The hand, daughter... Like a hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> the, the daughter ends up going back to New York to shoot something, and so she's left in, in Los Angeles to, like, meddle in other people's lives, uh-huh. because she doesn't have, like, her daughter around to. And I loved this movie. Oh, yeah. I thought it was delightful. Oh. And Susan Sarandon is wonderful in this movie. Sweet. And it was just so funny and nice and light. And it is a little sitcom-y. And it is like the kind of movie that you could put on with your parents and you all have a good time. It doesn't get too sad, but it gets a little sad. But it's always pretty funny and J.K. Simmons is good in it. But it was just like so feel-good, fun Entertainment. I was just like, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I love. I, I, I really love a good, it. honest, feel yeah. good movie. And it is. And and she really. I thought she really sold it. And and she's really good in it. And there's a lot of just like 
funny scenes involving her and and a lot of other people like she keeps going to the genius bar to figure out how to use her iphone and it, and, and a lot of it sounds like it could be sitcommy yeah. and like bad sitcommy but it all worked for me yeah it, i just thought it was super funny um so i definitely that. when the meddler comes out check it out it's a good a good movie I'm, i'd be interested because like will was a tiff so the crowds are really into it, and they're all laughing big at the things. And I'd be interested to see if it carries to like a home viewing. Yeah, because I yeah. feel like it could fall flat for people on the home viewing. Huh. But I was kind of sucked into it because it's a fun, sure, sure. feel-good movie. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> The Meddler, Susan Sarandon. Check it out. Yeah, maybe. Ray? Ray? Yeah. What do you? Want? I didn't see a ton of stuff this week because um, where I work for me was really busy because of TIFF. Yeah, but not in a watching movie kind of way. Yeah, so. Uh, I, I was much sleeping whenever I was home yeah. and watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nice. I did get to. Uh, <laughs> I was sure you were going to say Brooke Shields movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of it's an average week, a little uh, Brooke. Um, I did get to uh, uh, last uh, last week. I got to rewatch Monster Squad. Oh boy! Because Athena had never seen Monster Squad. What? Yeah. I'm I'm about to have a Monster Squad viewing uh, myself because it's on the flicks now. Yeah. And uh, and Miles has never seen it. Yeah. So yeah. I used my DVD copy. I yeah. don't need the flicks. All right. <laughs> you win. I do. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice package, the uh, DVD copy. Yeah, good. the yeah. two disc with the extra features. That's the one. I've got the. I don't. I don't. I think it's a Fangoria cover story about oh. Monster Squad. Mm. Well, listen, man, that movie is just terrific. I know. It's so <laughs> so good. I love it. Um, I could talk about that. Actually, movie you know, it's, it was a good thing to watch because we uh, we were. I did watch a little bit of something. I just remembered this right now. We were uh, trying to fall asleep, and we couldn't fall asleep, and then uh, I had uh, Goonies Are Good Enough stuck in my head, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, I've heard that song like a thousand times, and I quite like it, but I don't know what any of the words are. No. I cannot sing along to Goonies Are Good Enough. And so then we looked up I the words. I could maybe sing the chorus. Yeah, yeah, just because it's just good enough. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it's good enough. Uh, well, sometimes there's a yeah, 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 yeah. There's some of that in there. Yeah. So uh, that led to let's throw on, let's throw on the Goonies. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we fell asleep, but we've both seen the Goonies like a lot of times. I'm watching the Goonies, and I know that there's been a lot of like Goonies hate lately and stuff like that. Yeah. And then it's like a yelly movie, and you know whatever. But I'm like. What the fuck is wrong with everyone? This movie's <laughs> wonderful. It's the fucking best. It's, so, I don't, it's got I a don't great little it. pay. These kids are pretty entertaining. The kids are great. <laughs> it's a delightful movie. Yeah, the music's <laughs> good. Oh, there's plot holes in a fucking children's movie. <laughs> there's plot holes in Monster Squad, too. No, yeah. there's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't hate Goonies, but I don't like it a ton. I don't understand. It's fine. It's a fun movie. But I, I love... Monsters Club. Yeah, it's, it's why Corey Feldman is great. Yeah, well, yeah, he's great. Stand by me too. Yeah, it's, it was further in the case of why he wins the Corey battle. Well, I don't even think that was ever even, even a contest. You seen Lucas? Uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> wonderful in Lucas. <laughs> Have you seen, have I've actually never this? seen Lucas. No, we, we ta- oh, we've it, talked yeah. about Lucas. Yeah, yeah. Dan Gorman, you really got to watch Lucas. Lucas. It's a hilarious movie. I feel like it's it's weird because I, I've seen it on like great movies from the 80s list where people like really will back that movie up. And yeah. then I've heard so much about it where people are like, it is the stupidest, <laughs> most hilarious. I loved it when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, it is just full of every ridiculous cliche. 80s cliche stereotype 
feel good movie thing. It's got a slow clap. It ends on a freeze frame. It's yeah. about fucking everything. But it's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I don't know. Goonies uh, terrific. Uh, everyone. You know what? Goonies, Goonies is good enough. It is good enough. God damn it! Yeah. It's a lot good of enough fun for shit me, going on I there. get I get the hate and and I feel like I'm in the middle. I get the hate and I get the love. Yeah. yeah. I think people, somebody who hates the Goonies is like a terrible person yeah why you hear you that Matthew Bryce yeah. <laughs> I hate the Goonies but this isn't for me or something but I hate the Goonies yeah they're all dead inside yeah Monster Squad though listen it's terrific Monster Squad is wonderful I get so sad when Frankenstein I know oh every time every time yeah oh it's so sad Tom Noonan so good in it man he's yeah. so good everything I love I, yeah mm-hmm. I that is a movie that I legitimately could could talk forever about yeah. I love every aspect of that movie mm-hmm. <laughs> all these like the yeah, effects are so good yeah the effects are great and it's you know it's of it's time period though there's some see at least Goonies doesn't have any weird like uh, homophobic, homophobic slurs that's and, the thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know taking that's pictures of teenage of girls from windows that doesn't happen either <laughs> in Goonies yeah, that happened a lot in the 80s <laughs> from what yeah. I mean, and it was hey okay yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, it was okay. Well, they needed Tom, but are you a whimsical peeping yeah. up? All right, yeah. get a pass. Listen, they needed it to blackmail that woman. That's right. <laughs> 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 Which they then go on to do. Uh-huh. Same mom, though. Goonies yeah, from Monster yeah. Squad. Totally. She just passed on, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hell of a mom. Hell of a mom. Yeah. Good yeah. mom. Good. Great mom. Yeah. Version. What, what else, Casey? What else did you watch? <laughs> Uh, well, most of the rest of my time was taken up watching season one of Narcos. Oh, I've been meaning Ooh, to get to yeah, that. Me too. I gotta wrap up Bloodline first. Ah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead and do that. Uh-huh. Then start watching Narcos. Yeah. yeah. It's not the best show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking great. Yeah. Like, it is super entertaining <clears throat> from beginning to end. Yeah. There's no part where it dips in the entertainment value or anything. The dude who plays uh, uh, who plays Pablo Escobar, yeah, it's fucking great. I like that guy, the blonde dude, the who's like the lead. Who I guess, plays Murphy? Sure. Uh, I've seen him in a few things, and I thought he's been pretty good. So it's curious to see him in a you know a proper leading role because he's always been support and everything I've seen. Yeah, he's kind of support in this. Oh, is he? Uh, well, I've, he... I saw the first. Like twenty minutes of the first episode. Uh, well, I mean, it, it is very much about him. He's sort of the opposition to Pablo Escobar, mm-hmm. but it's so much more focused on Pablo Escobar and him and him building his em- empire. Uh, and it, you know, it, it it plays them off of each other. But I mean, the real standout is is the dude who plays. Uh, I want to say Warner something. His name is yeah. uh, the dude who plays Pablo Escobar. It's it's crazy entertaining from from beginning to end yeah. and uh, yeah I can't wait till season two happens. Sweet, yeah, nice. Wagner Mura, mm. yeah, that's him. All right, you had a drug heavy uh, week with Black Mass and Narcos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a lot of drugs and then watched <laughs> and then those watched things. those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other thing I have is I watched a horror movie called Offerings from 1989, which is like a straight rip off of Halloween. Oh. And uh, I was really excited to watch it, but it was a little disappointing. Uh, but if you want to see a movie that is a little disappointing, <laughs> almost, no, if you want to see how close you can get to ripping off Halloween without lawyers coming after you, yeah, watch Offerings because the music in Offerings goes ding dong dong ding dong dong ding dong ding dong instead of like they yeah. changed like the key that yeah, the Halloween yeah. theme song is in. Wicked! It is. I cannot believe they did not have. 
legal action taken. And awesome. the movie is about, like, it's like if you took prom night and Halloween and put them together. It's like there's a prank played on a kid and he gets hurt and then he's sent to a mental institution and you don't even know why. And then... Because he, he breaks fell, out. He and fell for a prank. Yeah. he's an idiot. Yeah, you idiot. Must <laughs> <laughs> be crazy. And then he like breaks out of like a, a like a mental institution at the beginning of the movie, exactly like in Halloween, and comes back home when mm. they're all grown up. And it's like this is Halloween. <laughs> it's crazy, but not that. It was like funny for the first half, and then it got boring. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> no intruder. I hate that. Yeah. No. Um, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, I didn't really say anything else, but I think it should be talked about. Last night we had Video Vengeance, mm-hmm. and we watched Rent-A-Cop <laughs> with Bert and Eliza. Bert and Eliza. Bert and Eliza, but it says on the poster. Yeah. Together still, at last. I, no one else can do that. Yeah. That's not a thing. There's Unless, no... like, you, you could, I guess, share. share. Well, that's name. all there is, though. It's not like a choice. Like, there's never been, as big as Brad Pitt is, there's no movies just starring Brad. Yeah. Brand. At the very Pitt. least, it's Brangelina. Yeah. We'll <laughs> do, do Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last name, fine. That's, a, that's across the board. There's a bunch of that kind of shit, but there's no George and Brad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Bert and Liza. Oh, yeah. Clooney. Yeah. I was See? Thinking, I, I was it. thinking Burns. But you know exactly who they are, Bert and Liza. Yeah. yeah. So, Rent-A-Cop. Is, is the worst. Is a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful movie with a captivating story. Yeah. That makes all the I sense. don't know what happens anymore. Yeah. Well, that's a movie where Burt Reynolds is dressed up like Mike Ditka. Yeah. And, uh... Makes sense. Eliza Minnelli plays uh, a high-priced hooker. Yeah. Gross! <laughs> Dude, that's gross. It's so weird, because the whole opening stuff is her as she's you know, being a hooker. And go to the hotel and she's like, oh, where's my John, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> I give her my handy. She's like, yeah, you're doing Echo I don't know how to do Eliza Minnelli, but she like checks this guy's dong out and everything and she's like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> it's I true. Her in my handy. <laughs> you might be doing Rip Taylor now. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but they, they know that like, we can't play this sexy yeah, or something because the because <clears throat> when she goes to see the John, it's like a guy who's pretending to be a kid and he has like a teddy bear, bear and he's in, in like pajamas. pajamas. So it's like they knew like we can't do this like sleazy, sexy. No, thing. No, but I feel like they it's got to totally be kind of like squeaky, too. It's like weird. You got yeah. over forty year old Liza Minnelli who's supposed to be playing this sexy hooker, and it's like how do you make her less? Liza and mom like don't make the, her first John be a guy with a teddy bear where she's like oh darling well no I think that that makes sense he's like oh why would I want to fuck some like my mom's friend like, I oh like... that guy wants to fuck his mom's friend if you weren't if it wasn't the 80s if it wasn't the 80s and everything had to be so over the top they could have just made it be like she's a lady and yeah. then she just meets like an older man and they yeah. have like a they lay in bed together and it doesn't have to be like all Telegraphed. It could yeah. just be like she's here to have sex with him, and it could just be a normal thing. It doesn't have to be like he's got a teddy bear. And yeah, she's... yeah, yeah. Because I think the idea of, regardless of what they're wearing, of anybody who wants to have sex with Liza Minnelli is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, that like, in the movie of totally fucks up though, because it's like it, it's all seems like it's going to unfold. Like you think it is. Like oh, she's the hooker. She's going to witness the crime. Yeah. No one's really going to take her seriously, so she's got to get, get this somebody. disgraced cop, and they're going to yeah. figure it out together. 
But she doesn't really witness anything. Yeah, she's Nothing just there. Goes on. And yeah. Burt Reynolds isn't, like, fired from the force for fucking up. He gets pissed off about how the thing went down and he quit. Yeah. And then he's like a mall Santa and stuff. And it's... There's, like, some sort of mention of, like, maybe you are the murderer or... Sort of, but they don't maybe really you sit on it very long. The You're the only cop who survived. Yeah. Like, 38 cops died and now the money's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's no, like, I gotta get her to safety. Yeah. Or, like, I need to figure out who he is before no. something happens. And, no. and, like, it's all very convoluted. Totally. And but the stuff that's going on is just, like... Makes no sense. But yeah. I don't know what happened. James Remar dancing. Yes. <laughs> that's good. That's a really good dance. And his character is, of course, Named called... Dancer. Dancer. Because he dances. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where, where was Prancer? Uh, but he's, In Dasher. Uh, if you just Google search uh, images, Mike, Mike Ditka sweater, and you'll yeah. get an image of Mike Ditka when he was the coach of the Bears wearing a Bears sweater yeah. with the collar sticking out and mustache and now his hair is. And it's, Burt Reynolds is dressed exactly like that for like half of this movie. Yeah. To the like, point where the audience were all yelling like, the Bears. Yeah. Like, it's so awesome. <laughs> like, I yelled the Bears and I don't yeah. know who fucking Mike Dick is. I don't know that. Yeah. I was just like, I saw a thing that says the Bears. I know the yeah. idea of that. I was like, oh, the Bears. It's just the weirdest thing. It's a very specific thing to dress yeah. up as. Like, was no one on set like, what the fuck is Burt doing? Yeah. <laughs> He's dressed like Mike Dick <laughs> <laughs> and it's when he goes home too it's so like gotta take off yeah, my he takes uniform off his and put on my Ditka uniform <laughs> my sweater and my button down shirt my Ditka duds yeah. <laughs> I've got my Ditka ascot here to wear yeah yeah it's pretty nice. <laughs> really, really nice. It was fun to see with a crowd but it was not a good it's movie. It's a horrible yeah. movie. But it's a, it's one of those like I guess everybody needed a, a buddy comedy film. Yeah. And so they just Even put these Burton people Eliza. together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Mel and Danny got just the names. Yeah. Nope. Mel and Danny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, disgusting. Amazing. Uh, it's a nice time. Well, was that it then for... I'm trying uh, to still figure out who Mel and Danny are. Yeah. <laughs> Close as I am so far as Mel Blank and Danny Aiello. <laughs> I'd watch that for a while. <laughs> uh, before we jump into Film Roulette, can we just get a little uh, recap from last week? We didn't have Casey's commentary yes. on Creed, which we just assumed you enjoyed. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moving on. My my actually my only commentary about that album oh, that great. that Dan said I love it. Yeah. Is, is that you were like oh, I didn't really like it, and then you sang it the whole one, episode. Oh, what one Did you song twice? I sang it the I whole episode. Get over it. <laughs> you love that. Oh shit. man, I sang it twice, and apparently the whole episode <laughs> I sang. Not sing it twice. You sang it. Three so there's no, I, there, I, there's no way I sang it more than three or four times <laughs> in well, that one after, ten after, minute segment. After listening to that episode, I had you <laughs> singing it stuck in my head. Well, that's, so. what I, that's what I wanted. <laughs> well, that's the. the I, I went to. I I grew up singing, sing making fun of that band. Yeah. In high school, sure. so yeah. it's ingrained in me. Gross. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Sky It's like. Yeah, because some people do that with Pearl Jam. Yeah. I did it with Creed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they're the same band, basically. <laughs> well, one of the guys in the band said, like, some uh, some harsh words about Pearl Jam, and he got in trouble by the rest of Creed. Oh, really? Somebody in Creed was like, 
Foot Pearl Jam, they don't can't write the songs that we could write or something. Uh, and then everybody else in, in Creed were like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the guys in Creed think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they were like, uh, his uh, opinions don't represent what yeah. we're about. I'm not the biggest Pearl Jam there's... fan, but uh, not even close. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not even close at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, really <laughs> yeah, but all you did was put your hand somewhere in front of your face and went, <laughs> Well, this'll stop it. Usually I can just move the mic away, but we've yeah. got this room mic now. I know, yeah. it's very yeah. stressful. It's like I'm naked in here. I'm so exposed. Yeah, well, also, you're naked. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, then, should we get into Film Roulette? Okay. Let's hey, go. Hey, Film Roulette's do that. Hey! Oh. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die, and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week, Casey and I went and saw Black Mass, but the loser has to see something terrible. Greg stayed uh, at home and watched a low-budget science fiction film. Was it called Listening? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, but the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last week, I lost, and I gave these guys the new album by Miley Cyrus to listen to. We'll talk about that after the movies. But first... The movies. The movies. <laughs> Casey and I went and saw Black Mass, the true story of Whitey Bulger, the brother of a state senator and the most infinite, infamous violent criminal in the history of South Boston, who became an FBI informant to take down a mafia family invading his turf, starring Johnny Depp, Benedict Cumberbatch, Dakota Johnson, uh... Who else? Uh, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon Adam, Adam, Scott, Adam Scott, Joel Edgerton, and Joel Edgerton, Peter Sarsgaard, um, tons of people uh, yep. in this film. Yep. Juno Temple's in this, uh, and it is directed by Scott Cooper of uh, Out of the Furnace previously, which Casey and I actually also talked about yeah. in a previous that episode. Movie worth watching? I can't remember what you guys said. Out of the Furnace, yeah. definitely no. worth a watch. It's on the I Netflix. Say no. I think it's worth a watch. I say no. I, uh, <laughs> Uh, I just don't expect too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like a good movie, don't expect. <laughs> gotcha. I don't expect that. Yeah. All right. Carry um, on. Well, okay. So, Black Mass, super um, anticipated. This just played TIFF last week and then opened on Friday. So it's one of those movies. Um, you guys have you guys have both seen the documentary, right? Yeah. About yeah. Whitey. Mm-hmm. Okay. I still have yet to see it, but I've been meaning to. Um, but so so we went and saw this. How how do you want to start talking about the film Black Mass? Obviously, a lot of conversation around Johnny Depp. Yeah, um, and his talking about him. makeup and performance. Yep. Um, once again, people are talking about Johnny Depp's makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, Johnny Depp's makeup overshadows his performance. <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie was. Okay. Yeah, I, it was I, really solidly okay. I liked it. Um, I, I feel like I liked it quite a bit in the moment, and then the more I thought about it, the more I kind of started to realize it was kind of a fleeting. It's enjoyment. an interesting companion piece to the documentary. Yeah, because it takes you because like the documentary, of course, is very uh, outsider. Like they, they, it's basically just telling you what the newspapers were telling you okay. around that time. So this is interesting to kind of go like, oh well, this this was the dynamic of their relationship. Although, yeah, 
excuse me, and it is uh, based on a book. I'm not familiar with the book or who, how inside the people who wrote the book yeah, are. Yeah. Um, so if this is all basically true, it's co- the story is quite interesting. Yeah, they, they, they tell it kind of from the perspective of multiple people giving their sort of testimony to yeah. the cops, which is a standard trope in these kinds of movies, but they do it. I felt like they, when the movie started, I was like, oh, another movie that starts with, like, let me tell you the whole story. Yeah, or whatever. I, I thought the exact same thing. And then, But then I felt like as it went on, <laughs> at least that it switched around the characters from different people's perspectives giving their testimonies. I was like, well, I can at least accept this a oh, little so bit Oh, so like the documentary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and a lot of, like, the thing is, a lot of phenomenal performances. Joel Edgerton once I again like Edgerton, proves yeah. how fucking great he is. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about his. He's really good. It's it, it, his performance is the reason to see this movie. Yeah. Again, Johnny Depp is not great. I thought he was good, but he's not like blow you out of the water. Good. No, he's relying on on what he looks like. Mm-hmm. Like uh, there are he he shows moments where it really works. I felt like. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't entirely terrible or anything, but I feel like he was performing for the camera. Mm-hmm. Where everyone else was telling the story. Uh, Rory Cochran is fucking great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Juno Temple is fantastic. Really she doesn't have a lot to do, no. but what she well, th- this, has to do, she's fucking I great. I think that's one of the problems with this movie, is it's full of people not given enough to do. Like Why Adam was Scott Adam Scott up? in this movie? The, the first scene that Adam Scott's in, he's just constantly being cut to by the yeah. camera, and you're like, when is he going to fucking say something? And, he and then just, he just says, like, hey, yeah, or something, hey, and you're like, hey, what guys, the fuck? Hey, guys, look at these pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like he, I wanted more. I was, what is this, I was your headshot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was really excited that he was in it. Yeah, and, me too. And, and he was fine in it. But they yeah, don't give he, him. He he could have ju- just as easily been terrible in it, yeah. and you wouldn't have had any clue because they he's, gave him zero to do. He's just a character that is there, as like we need to establish this guy that he, he might works as well in the have office. Been cop number two. Yeah, but he's there and he works in the office, and then later in the movie he'll you know take action on something, and the only reason that happens is because he's been established. Yeah. Like later he puts down some paper and he's like, "Well, now what?" You know? Yeah. It's like I thought Benedict Cumberbatch was. Oh, Horribly miscast. Oh my god! It's one of the most egregious miscastings I've ever seen in the last year. And the thing is, his accent wasn't that bad for somebody who is insanely British. Yeah, (laughs) you look at his face and you're like, you have the most British face of anyone ever. Well, you are not a Southie guy. Yeah. My first thing my brother said when he showed up in the movie was like, "That isn't." He said out loud in the theater, "He's like, that's an awful accent." And I'm not usually an accent guy, and so I was fine with it, but I did, I could say there was something off about it. I don't think it was... I, I, it wasn't okay. the worst ever. I don't think it was the worst ever, but I, I do agree that it, it wasn't great. You can great. place it as, like, this doesn't sound right. But it, you're it looking, doesn't bother me. But again, like, you're looking at this, like, insanely British person, yeah. and you're and he is clearly every word that's going through... Like, he's concentrating on um, making every word sound... Uh, I yeah. can't do a Boston accent, but Boston. every word sound like a Boston accent yeah. to the point where it just it was uh, uh, distracting. There's a point later in the movie where I was like, "Oh yeah, he's supposed to be fucking Johnny Depp's brother." Yeah, it's like no, yeah. <laughs> he's not. No, 
in no, in no fucking world is a movie ever going to convince me that Johnny Depp and Benedict Cumberbatch are brothers. I was just I like, kept, they, they I kept put them side by side, and you're like, no, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Like yeah. at the end of the movie, I was like, oh yeah, they're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and this and this movie does that. I mean, it has oh, to. Oh, so do he the plays thing. like the senator, guy yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh. He doesn't have that much to do. Nobody really has that much to, to no. do. No, yeah, and it's just like I enjoyed watching this movie because I really had like an itch to be scratched for like a crime kind of like thriller movie. So yeah. I was, I, I had a, a fun, fine time with this when it uh, when it goes violent the violence i found really worked there's a couple of the knockoff scenes where i was like fuck yeah and but but i think it's a the problem with this movie comes down to the director and and comes down to the problems that i had with out of the furnace where it felt like this movie doesn't have anything going on under the hood and i felt the same way about this movie i thought out of the furnace was just like we're gonna do an exploitative drama thing and it's just gonna fucking punch those notes. And I yeah. felt like this movie was just like, we'll do a crime movie, we'll hit those crime notes. But what does this movie have to say about, about it? Offers, it what does it well, have to it, say it, about it the nothing. relationships? It and, has, it's and just that's, like, here you go. What's inherently People. interesting about this story is that Whitey Bulger was this, like, this, I'm not a fucking rat guy. Like, he was like this full on gangster fucking fucking murder you just yeah. as soon as look at you violent gangster scary individual who uh immediately became an informant uh to to further his yeah. his hold on uh, on south boston um that's the, an inherently interesting story yeah. but you only that's really, why they put it into the departed and uh, that worked as a movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but that movie is... And that's the funny thing about, about Black Mass is I feel it's trying to take a lot from, from a Scorsese movie, like specifically like Goodfellas or something like that, mm -hmm. in that it's sort of episodic and it's like uh, uh, kind of this, this yeah. from here to here and then just everything that happens in between kind of thing. But this movie just has no air in it. Yeah. No, I, I like... Like, yeah, I enjoyed watching it. But the more the more I do kind of mull on it, the more I'm just like, yeah, you know, it did it didn't have that thing it needs to be pushed over the top to be like a great movie. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a good movie, but it's and and it's one of those things you're like, I don't know what to put my finger on. Like the, the ele the like like the moments where you see that Whitey are pretty amazing. Like there's a few scenes where he does that turn into that guy where he just fucking kills some people for what they've done and you're like holy shit but it never really comes into but what does this tell me about him you I know there's putting... scenes where they fucking FBI and Whitey are sitting down at like Christmas dinner and it's like holy shit these people are hanging out with each other and yeah. shit but like what does that say think... about them it doesn't ever say like this is like what they are thinking like for a movie that is being told from the insider perspective, like you were saying, that documentaries seem to be an outsider. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like an outsider looking in and saying, "Like I guess this is the story." Yeah, it feels like somebody <laughs> read a book and made a movie. About yeah, it. Uh, I think that to, very much to the detriment of Johnny Depp's performance is putting it alongside Joel Edgerton because mm. Joel Edgerton is the only one who's in a great movie here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's other great performances. Again, Rory his Cochran character is the only one that's really defined because he's like put in a position where he has to support Whitey and in his working environment and support that relationship but is getting pressure from his work environment so you see that like he's just constantly having to like lie to the people he's working for 
and, and say and every like, once in a while like it'll it'll like his methods will work or something yeah. and you see like his character has such a great it's not even so much a great arc oh yeah no I guess it is because I feel like the actor gave his character a great arc uh, and no one else really uh, was given the the means. Like to do the that. movie could have been more just. This about movie him. was more about John Connolly yeah. than it was about uh, about Whitey Bulge. But it could have been even more. I feel like they could have just made a movie about that guy. Yeah, it seems like they almost were doing that, but then they got lost with the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would say you can definitely skip this movie. I would say check it out. Like I, I like I said, if it's like you're in the mood for that kind of movie, it won't like crush you. You won't be like hardcore disappointed. But I was like, like I left it being like, I, oh, I really liked that. And my brother wasn't, and I was kind of like, oh, weird. I, I enjoyed it. And yeah. then yeah, the more I kind of thought on it, I was like, no, yeah, that's not great. And, yeah. and yeah, like Benedict Cumberbatch being in there just seems like a, like a like a prestige picture play. Like, yeah. well, he's in all those kind of movies, so yeah. like, we'll get an aim in here. Sure. It, yeah, it feels to me like he did it just to prove that he could do that accent. Because yeah. that accent, I, I imagine, must be hard for an extremely yeah. British person. <laughs> but I feel like that's also indicative of Scott Cooper's type of filmmaking, where it's like, yeah. well, if I get this guy, then like, it's a prestige picture. Yeah. He's gonna really sell this home and and. But the, the funny thing is, do at, at the end, uh, you know, the credits come up and you see all the producers and everyone. One of the producers was Brett Ratner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're uh, like, all right, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, huh. um, I'll watch yeah. it on Netflix. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can. Right. Yeah, that is a Netflixer. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Netflix and speaking of lower budget films, yeah, uh, Greg had to check out the film listening yeah this is a science fiction film from 2014 wait sorry sorry two things that i totally forgot to talk about uh also jesse Clemens was fucking great and peter oh. sarsgaard was amazing oh peter right. sarsgaard was good yeah. yeah definitely um so listening is about a team of genius but broke grad students in invent who invent mind reading technology that destroys their lives <laughs> and threatens the future <laughs> of free will uh -huh. itself uh oh this film oh, is no. starring Thomas Stroppel, RDR, Amber Marie Bollinger, any of these people and are. is directed by Callie Sullins. Is this a Canadian film? No, sure it looks like one, but okay. it isn't. Well, this thing has 35 on Metascore, mm. 5.7 on yeah, IMDb. It just came out here this week. Yeah. Uh, the Los Angeles Times said to call it amateurish would be kind. Uh -huh. But let's find out what Greg has to say and what he will call listening. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, this movie's a huge piece of shit. Yeah. And I feel like I don't want to hit it too hard because it's just a like this. Budget. So low budget and whatever. And I feel like I'm just going over and like knocking over some little kid's science project or something like that. <laughs> but then I'm like, no, like. Which I have seen you do before. Yeah, fair enough. But this was this is like a science project made by like seventy grown adults. So let's <laughs> knock it over. Um, yeah. Okay, I don't know what. Ex there's a million problems with this movie. So the whole idea is these two guys who have like no money. They're kind of stealing stuff from their school and shit like that to to get, to burn through this uh, technology they're working on for like uh, telepathy, uh, essentially. Okay. And because uh, here's the problem. There's an in maybe an interesting movie here. So here's the broke guys stealing uh, computers and software from their school 
uh, on their scholarship. They're both totally fucking broke. One guy lives with his grandmother. The other guy's marriage is falling apart because he can't afford anything, and he's still he's stealing stuff. And he's just like so close to breaking through, but she doesn't understand that. And then you've got the government who's trying to do the exact same thing, and but they can't get over the hump of making like like changing someone's will. Yeah. So, but these guys then start working with this girl, and she helps them out, and they get over the point, and then it all. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But that, that's basically the end of the movie. Is like So it should start here with that's what's going on and then yeah. break into what the technology does to people and how far it goes and whatever. Because mostly it's just forever them trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I'm like, hey man, I don't care. Yeah. These, these actors, they suck. Yeah. They suck ass. They're so bad. They're just <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, particularly the guy's wife. Every scene I was <laughs> every scene with her was horrendously difficult to watch. So uncomfortable is like watching really, really bad high school theater. Uh, I do love that sometimes. So yeah, sometimes, like and yeah, it was just like maybe if I was you know drinking beers and sitting with some friends, it'd be a little bit more fun. But this was just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie then like finally they get like wrapped up with the government, and then they're just like they, they realize they don't have a conflict that works anymore because it seems like the deal they get from the government's like pretty good. <laughs> so. Uh, because they should go to jail because they get busted for stealing all this shit and instead then they like make the two friends hate each other now yeah and like they hate each other to the point of like they would let the other wait, one die wait that's the their punishment yeah. <laughs> like we're not gonna send you to jail but forevermore you two hate. must hate each other <laughs> It just happens as a byproduct of everything working out for them. Yeah. It's really stupid oh, yeah. and it doesn't fit. Like, it, none of it fits right. And again, this, the script and acting is just so, so horrible. And this thing looks like a really bad uh, CBC show. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. it is, the production value on this thing is total garbage. <laughs> it just looks like utter shit. Like, bad, like, sci-fi channel would be like, Ugh. Yeah. No, no, no. Step up your game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't really know what to say about it other than the script is terrible. The story doesn't go anywhere interesting. Yeah. And the acting is... Is it trying... Abysmal. Is, is the it's point abysmal. of... It's abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> but is, other than that... <laughs> is the point of the movie, like, the fact that you were saying the movie ends where it should start, is the, that the point of, like, we're going to make a low-budget movie and we'll do the, like, part, the chunk of the story that is the character? Yeah, or this is supposed to... Or it's like they thought of a... They had a whole season of a television show yeah. and couldn't get a budget for that, so, like, let's make it an hour and 40 minutes yeah. instead. Right. So you're like, racing... You, you, like, spent all this time with this boring shit of them 
trying to figure out how to read minds with their fucking computer. Yeah. And then they finally get there, and it's like, now what? Everything else would be too expensive, so let's yeah. wrap it up. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, when we talked about zombie movies, and it was yeah. like they always set it in the small scene. Right, right. Stuff. Is that what they're trying to do here? Like, well, yeah, but I mean, I see how you could... You, it just doesn't need to a big budget to tell the story, like, where it gets interesting, mm-hmm. where... Like, basically, the movie ends where, like, it's like, oh, man, the possibility of uh, the government getting hold of, like, technology that can influence your will is pretty intense, mm-hmm. you know, like, to change, to affect, uh, you know, elections. To yeah. To affect, um, you know, decisions in, in warfare. And mm-hmm. anything, in social media, wherever, you can completely control Somebody. the masses' yeah. minds and completely shift the nature of the world we live in. Yeah. And no one would even know it was happening. It would be interesting. And anyone anywhere could be like a sleeper assassin yeah. if you needed to wipe something out. It's just like plug in. Who's closest? That guy. Yeah. Make him go. That'd be interesting. And it's like that's the movie you should be making is like about like that's the world. Yeah. Not just like what if that happened? Oh. So then what's, uh, that's somebody what's else the conflict like, that like <laughs> if they don't like each other? That's yeah, the they just stop liking each other because one guy's like, no, man, that'd be great. Yeah. And the other guy's, guy's like, like no, no, man, that won't be great. <laughs> <laughs> It's great when you're. Cent- to be fair, that does sound like conflict. Yeah, it's great when your central conflict is just two people being like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> I like it. I totally because like the one when they when they figure out what's going on, what the government's going to do, the guy's like, "This is the end of freedom," and the guy's like, "No, this is the beginning of freedom." <laughs> Come on, man! No, think of something. Uh, no. To its credit, though, this movie does star a, uh, an actor named. Artie R. <laughs> when I was saying the, the actors' names, I was like, I hope nobody picks up on this. <laughs> Why? And it's like, so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Jumps in. Artie R. R. Um, it was exhausting, this yeah. fucking four hour and 40 minutes. I think it was a four hour movie. <laughs> Quit it. Quit it. There's no reason to ever watch this. Okay. For anybody. It's not funny bad. Yeah. It's not, uh... It's not sin bad. That's fra- fra- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's If they remade this movie uh, With Sinbad Wait, playing all the parts yeah. that is, See this movie uh, That is the, the, the Casey quote this yeah. week. <laughs> We gotta remember that yeah. um, uh, So I uh, know Yeah don't for no reason uh, Speaking of quit it Yes I want to know uh, If you guys think Miley Cyrus should quit it Cause I gave you an album By Miley Cyrus and her dead pet Zzz yeah, um, is that like their? Is that the album name, or is that like what the band it's is the supposed album to be called? Name, I think it's album name and band. Yeah, I think it's a self-titled. The Flaming Lips are like no. Yeah, <laughs> because it's not all of the Flaming Lips, and and I don't think, I think other people were also involved yeah, inside yeah. Of the Flaming Lips. So yeah, it was yeah. Just yeah. Like, all right, all right. We're it. a collective for this Mine. album. Uh, basically, during the VMAs, Miley Cyrus announced that she was releasing an album digitally for free online. Anybody could go download it. Uh, called Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. She created this album with the help of some producers, Casey's Urban. And and some of the flaming lips. Yeah. And and I when that when news of that broke, I was like, Oh, that maybe it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's because I like that's... I like uh the one song that you like too, Casey. Uh, uh, Wrecking Wrecking Ball. Ball, yeah. I like that song. That's a good I, song. Yeah, that's and a I, fine pop song. I kinda thought, okay, with some, you know, rains let loose and some flaming lips, maybe there'll be something interesting and I went I, I, I skimmed a couple songs. 
Yeah. And I was like, well, this sounds, I don't know what this is. I have to give it to you guys. But I, I did skip through like every track just to hear the, what's the gist of this yeah. beat yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. And it was just kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? I mm-hmm. need to know. Well, cl- you know, clearly this is Miley Cyrus's like, you know, she, she's loose. heard the, the, the sort of indie credibility thing and she's trying to jump on board that. Yeah, because there's Ariel Pink is on this album yeah, and yeah. some other sort of guest spots. <clears throat> yeah. And definitely it is a bunch of indie credibility guys going like, you know what, I bet we could bring credibility to my Cyrus. <laughs> so it's like this fucking little intellectual project on yeah. their part. And it all culminates in an album that I thought was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought thought it was pretty good. When I was giving you this, I legitimately didn't know which way it was going to go because I was listening to some of the uh, the beats and stuff, and I was like, "Well, I don't hate this," but then I heard some other things where I was like, "Well, I hate this." Well, of course, a lot of it is going to be dumb as hell. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some really horrible stuff on here. If this album wasn't 23 songs long, uh, they could have. They could have. Paired it down oh, yeah. into something. Yeah, and I would, I'd be more interested in it because I think it's like all right. There's some stuff in here that happens, and I'm like, that's a fucking pretty cool song. But this album is so fucking long, and there's too many things that are really repetitious. There's a lot of songs that sound like the other ones, which kind of kills the. Yeah, there's a there's there's this nice spontaneity vibe to this album. It's but not then what it gets, I thought it was going to sound like. I thought no. it was going to sound like. Um, Miley Cyrus going for like a quirky punk sensibility, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more. I don't know what to say or how to describe it other than like indie electro-y kind. Yeah, no, of. it sounds like a. It sounds a lot like the Flaming Lips. Like, yeah. Karen, don't be sad. That's a fucking straight up Flaming Lips song. Yeah, easy, no question. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like, and that's good. I like it. I'm not really big on the Flaming Lips. No, I don't like the Flaming Lips. No, I do like a couple of their songs. I like I, them yeah. back when they sounded a little more kind like of pavement. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I try, I, I try was, not to say that, but, but they they really did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's the era that I knew them. I saw them open up for Porno for Pyros uh, oh. a million years ago, and they were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I like a couple of songs from then, like uh, uh, "She Don't Use." Jelly. I, I hate to say, but I do like that song. Yeah, she don't yeah. Use and jelly. there's this song called uh, "Pilot Can at the Queer of God" that's just fucking amazing. I don't know that. Song. But the whole big phase of them that everyone's like, everyone lost their minds over the Soft Bulletin yeah. and uh, Yoshimi versus the, the Pink, Pink Robots. Band, yeah. And I've listened to those albums a couple of times and I'm like, I don't like this. No, I, 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 I don't like care Soft Bulletin. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it sucks, but yeah. I'm just like, I don't understand why people lost their minds over this. It's like, a, yeah. all right, I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll try it again in a few years. I try it every couple of years to see, like, if, eh, yeah. <laughs> uh, see if I get it yet, but I yeah. don't right now. So a lot of this has a real... Uh, Flaming Lips vibe, but maybe maybe it's with her singing it because I really like Karen. Don't be sad. There's some stuff in that that I'm like, this is kind of it's, it's a little it's kind of pretty. And yeah, like the lyrics are kind of like the lyrics on this album are kind of like they're never they're they're <laughs> never anything more than a, a shallow pop princess writing yeah. what she thinks are indie lyrics or right. something. Well, the one thing that I that stuck out for me that I was like, well, I have to give this to you was I heard a good chunk of BB talk. Yeah, I want to talk about she that. She was song. taught basically rambling about like uh, somebody that she was dating and all yeah. this stuff that happened I was like well, I do not know how what to think of this I no, need to hear yeah. you guys and tell that me what really like I was cruising along with this and I'm like fuck man I think this album's kind of good and then that track hit and I'm like 
I'm back to zero now. I hate this. Yeah. Because, like, there's so much of her talking in that song, and she sounds like a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that's supposed to be... And I'm not defending it, because that is a, a major stumbling block on this. For this entire album yeah. is, is when her personality shines through. <laughs> uh, but I feel like there's supposed to be something... I feel like she's making a, a run at irony or at uh, at, like... At her public persona yeah, or something. Because yeah, yeah, when I sure. heard it, I thought, like, is this her making a run at, like, introspective, opening herself up? Yeah, that's what if this is. That, There's a lot of that If it on. is that, see, I didn't get that. Maybe I'm trying to give her a little more credibility. Because oh, man, if that's no, what it is, her, then like, that is upsetting that she thought that the world needed to see who she really is. Yeah, yeah. And I also don't need so many songs about her of a JJ. <laughs> I don't care what's in it or not. I need more. <laughs> I need five more songs about my life. <laughs> bang, yeah, bang me box I can't listen to. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. Casey, can you listen to oh, bang me on, box? Oh, it's on a loop in my head. <laughs> uh, no, okay. I, I guess saying that it was pretty good, uh, I think that's sort of what I mean. But also, I think I just sort of liked the intention behind it because I felt like the intention behind it was going to be a lot more disingenuous and I felt like this came off as more honest than I thought it would yeah that song at the end is gorgeous yeah there's a couple of there's a couple and so I didn't really like this and I don't know that I'll listen to it too much because it's like I certainly won't listen to it how about this it's just so big and out of control how about I task one of you guys with making it a better album by paring it down to a playlist for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I give you a 10-track list yeah. here. Yeah, I think so. I would love that. I'll hook you up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll confer to make sure we're not yeah. missing anything, but uh, yeah, that, that guy. Oh, happen. yeah. We'll spend a lot of time A lot of time this is going to be. Well, well, I, I actually, feel like something this big and out of control with like a pop idea, but you're trying to deconstruct pop a bit and be honest and open is like kind of a, like a fascinating yeah, thing. Yeah. I think it's cool when somebody can pull it off even a little bit, and this is a little bit. And yeah. So she does get there. Okay. I think this is good for her career going forward because she just has to so trying to follow up some, something as big as Wrecking Ball yeah. going this direction is kind of cool but I feel like in the end even if it's well received even if people who like it it'll be kind of like when Outcast did the speaker box uh, speaker box of the love below it was yeah. like wow this is huge and insane and unpredictable and now I'm never going to listen to it again yeah, yeah. you know I'll just listen to Equimini and fucking Stankonia because yeah. those albums are more complete and this is too out there it's just you can't really latch onto it yeah. and have songs from it we all will listen to Hey Ah forever because it's yeah. a tidy little single it's a great tune I have nothing against it uh, but it's just those albums like I'm a pretty big Outcast fan I know yeah. my friends are too and nobody goes back to Love Below it's kind of like I'm glad that happened and they can sit over here and they were free to stretch out as artists and they did interesting things but it's not what you're going to go listen to yeah you know and yeah. I think this might be the same kind of thing maybe for big Miley fans it's something else but I even think for them they'll be like great she did this she showed she had more and then yeah. What she does I after, think it, yeah, what she like, does after like, this is what I'm curious about. Yeah. I honestly, I kind of think it would have been more interesting if they had have done something like, because uh, this does feel like a, a song dump with this many tracks, yeah, and from what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I almost feel like would it, it would have been more of a statement to like dump this many tracks out into the world and then also dump like the stems and then like remix the album. Make sure. it make a version of this album that we've put these 29 songs out and like, because the Flaming Lips were all about that kind of shit like when they did the four disc album yeah, they played right, them all right. different times yeah and shit. for sure it seemed like it would have been cool to be like 
yeah, like make your own Miley album out of this <laughs> insane array of whatever we've put out. Yeah, because they you know sample what? her voice a lot, right? Like yeah, if yeah, I listen yeah. to the first couple songs or whatever, sure. and it was like they were chopping her voice up. Whatever all. she was going for, like what or however this is received, good or bad, I think it accomplished what it was, what supposed, it was supposed to do. To. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, it's got I people like talking about was... her in a different kind of way. It's yeah. got people looking at her in a different way, and it's sorry, you were you gonna say? Uh, it's the album it was supposed to be. Yeah. I still think that she's very much a dummy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't hate her because, uh, again, that Wrecking Ball song's really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she does what she does. I just think that she's dumber than she thinks she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not baby talk one. It's just yeah. like, oh, BB talk, you mean. BB talk. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, well... It, now it's Greg's turn to come in like a wrecking ball. That's right. <laughs> and uh, give Casey and I an album to listen to. Fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. So you listened to Miley and watched Listening. Yeah. So what, what are you throwing back at us? <laughs> Let me tell you. I was like, what am I going to give these fellas? And I was completely uh, looking for something terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is going on out there? And I was flipping around through uh, the internet and looking at things and seeing what came out this year, if there was anything. And there was some total crap stick stuff that come, came out recently. But then I noticed that, uh, that uh, uh, what are they called there? Uh, Crazy Town. Oh, God. We're back with a new album. What? Uh, we talk about uh, Butterfly? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, come, my lady. Come, come, butterfly. Come, butterfly. Oh, butterfly. Sugar, baby. Sugar, baby. <laughs> and I don't like, know why, but my shoulders do this. <laughs> sugar. Oh, oh my God. Did you hear that episode of CNX Wednesday? Casey sang Crazy Town the whole yeah. episode. <laughs> so, Casey loves Crazy Town as much as Dan loves Crazy So, uh, Crazy Town has a new album. And I saw it like that. That sounds like a great uh-huh. thing to make them listen to, and so I was making sure it was available and easy to find. Yeah. And then when I did that, I found something else. Okay. Oh, fucking cock tease. Yeah, because the lead fellow there with the uh, tattoos and guys, he's called Shifty. Shifty. Yeah. He's got a solo album from oh, a couple boy. of years ago oh, um, called Happy Love Sick. Um, and it, I heard about 30 seconds of it, and it's god awful. So I would really like you to listen to that. There's the album cover I just wanted to show you. I showed it to Athena and I was like, yeah, this is Shifty's album. And she's like, she's like, it looks like it says Shit Fly. That's exactly <laughs> what I was just about to say. So go listen to Shit Fly. Shit Fly. <laughs> Which album- is a much more apt yeah. name for that guy. I believe that uh, yeah, Shifty shift got into some <laughs> drug issues. Yeah, I think that... So didn't no, somebody from this band die or something? I don't know. Anyway, it's called Happy Love Sick. Enjoy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Came out... Oh, no, it came out in 2004. Not that it matters, but yeah. enjoy. 2004? Yep. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, Shit fly. <laughs> Shit fly. Ah. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's roll. Let's roll. We? Well. <laughs> what are we rolling for, Greg? We what have we a winner. For, yeah, the winner I think is clear. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything, you know, shit fly enough out there. <laughs> 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 Uh, let me take a look here just to be sure. But I feel like maybe this is maybe it is time for best men. Well, the, the if, unless we know of anything else, I can't think of anything. The, I the think winner, that's a perfect, uh, perfect. Idea. Yeah, the winner is obviously Sicaro. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
this is the new film uh, by what's his name <laughs> Denis Villeneuve yeah uh, of Enemy and Prisoners and Ensemble yeah. uh, previously mm-hmm. uh, I cannot wait to see this movie yeah yeah I feel like if this is a disappointment it'll be a crushing disappointment because yeah. I have such high hopes for this movie um, I'm super excited for it Emily yeah. Blunt should be great. Good uh, reviews. There's uh, other interesting yeah. stuff out this week as well. Like there's Mississippi Grind, and that's got Ben, ben Mendelsohn in it. So I'm mm-hmm. sort of curious about that. Nothing's going to overtake Sicario, yeah. though. Um, well, I don't know what else is going on. This there's a couple of things, but I mean, for bad, there's the Green Inferno, which might be bad, might not be bad. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Hotel Transylvania Two. Mm. Um. I saw I saw the first one and I For thought it was show, cute yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Emma really likes the first one too, and I know a lot of people that like it like enough. Anyway, yeah. Like, yeah, it's really cute. It's cute enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the Green Inferno is. Uh, loser. I, that'll be around. I th- like. Yeah, we can have that hang. We could have that hang. Like if if October rolls around, we haven't used it yet. We can. Yeah, do it. fair enough. Do we want to? We want to do best men. Best men. Yeah. Okay. There All right. All right. It Craig looks chaos. Terrible. Yeah. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. I always like to, to incorporate a, a listener sure, um, sure. Yeah. idea. All right. You've got some garbage out there that you want us to look at. Tell us, <laughs> Casey. Here you go. Uh, Are we gonna roll on the carpet? That's uh. Any, uh we I pretty much not. have to. Yeah. yeah. All right. Roll on the carpet, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> Sicaro versus best men. Finally, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two. Oh man, fuck you, carpet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm rolling Sakura versus Best Man. That's a six. It is a six. <laughs> Greg, yes? six and two, right down the middle. That's oh, a one. That's dude. a one. One. Oh, my. Oh, I miss the old dice. What is that's this a loser. shit? <laughs> Where is, is the old dice? That is a loser roll. We Where is the old we dice? We can't roll the old die on carpet because it has. Uh, I'll put something down. <laughs> it has like really small sides. <laughs> Craig is looking at me with the fire of a million suns. It, it's like you're trying to find a way to blame Dan <laughs> <laughs> for your failure. Fuck! Uh, I took some more coffee. I hope you don't mind. No, put it back. <laughs> yeah, spit it out. Spit it. Throw out. it all up on the carpet. That coffee we'll, is. And we'll roll again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that coffee uh, is for film roulette losers only. Uh, uh, right, well, next week, Casey and I will be talking about Sakaro and. And Shitfly. Shitfly. Yeah. Shitfly. Yeah. I'll fucking find something even worse than Shitfly. Yeah, I'm a Shitfly. Right. <laughs> sugar. Shitfly. <laughs> you're, my sh- you're my Shitfly. Sugar. <laughs> Alright, Shitfly next week. Yeah. And yeah. more Best Men. Check that one out. Tune in and you can hear the Shitfly. Yeah. Well, now it is time for 90210. Yeah, relay the return of it. Mm-hmm. So every week, usually we watch an episode of season three of 90210, Beverly Hills. That is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that every time. <laughs> um, and we relay the information from the episode back to the other two co-hosts. None of us have seen this show. We've gone through it for the first time for this segment, uh-huh. and it's been a, a wonderful journey. Yeah. Yeah. So, Casey, yeah. you got an episode of... Yeah. Dylan's Everybody dad else. just blew up last yeah, time, Yeah, last right? week, Dylan's dad got in a car and fucking blew up. I feel like up. they really jumped from, you know, like, teen racism or, like, school issues to, hey, this, let's blow this they guy's eased, dad they, up. They, they <laughs> eased in with, uh, with somebody three. getting hit by a car. Though. Right. That's, 
That's one of the things that teens have to deal with, Greg. They oh, deal yeah. with drugs, right? They deal with racism, and they deal yeah. with their dads blowing up. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And <laughs> Dylan, as we find out, is no different. No. Uh, all right. So basically, this uh, this episode is called uh, "The Child is the Father, the Dad Never Was." Oh, Child is the Ooh. Father of the Man. <laughs> yeah, so, the Son or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Isn't that a Beach Boys thing? Uh, uh, yeah. There's maybe. Oh, that's another thing I watched. Uh, I watched Love and Mercy again because, oh. uh, man, it's a good movie. It's such a great. It's just the, those parts. Oh shit! And I also watched Wrecking Crew, and I wanted to talk about that. Oh, I actually have been meaning to watch that. It's... I'll watch that. We can talk about it. Yeah, What's yeah. Wrecking Crew. All right. It's about it's the... about the Wrecking Crew, like about yeah. the, oh, the, yeah. the um, studio musicians yeah, of yeah. the sixties. Oh fuck! Yeah. Cool. Uh, super cool. Because I didn't really know much about the Wrecking Crew and still, until I started becoming obsessed with the Beach Boys. Did their dads yeah. get blown up? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's why it all ties in. <laughs> I didn't know much about them until I read about the dad explosion. That's yeah. why. That's why they were called the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Because they all blew their dads up. Yeah. Coincidentally, <laughs> I am starting a band called the Dad Explosions. <laughs> uh, I feel like the dad blowing. Like, how do you just roll into like? David wants to write songs. Yeah, and you then know, dude, whack dad, a dude. Well, like this guy's dad blew up. If one of my friends' dads blew up in high school, it would really derail everything else. You'd be like, it? "Gee, Ricky, I'm sorry, your dad blew up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right. What do you got? So here we go. So uh, of course, this episode starts out with the flashback to the time Dylan's dad blew up. Oh my god! <laughs> all the show is about now is dad's blowing up. <laughs> yeah. 9021 dad blow up <laughs> more it. like it um yeah so we have a flashback to when the dad blew up and then uh D- dylan suddenly dylan wakes up and it was all a bad dream but he wakes up and he sits right up in bed and facing him in bed is another dylan yeah what? <laughs> really yeah <laughs> so he gets up and he's like ah and then all of a sudden just other dylan is in his face and other Dylan is like, yeah, I know it feels like a dream, but it's not a dream. It's a nightmare. Whoa. So other Dylan is like a dick. So I'm like, well, evil Dylan. <laughs> this episode has evil Dylan. It's oh, great. Dilly. Yep, evil oh, Dilly. Dilly. Oh, evil Dilly. <laughs> uh, so evil Dilly's like, yeah, it's a nightmare. Uh, hey, it's a nightmare. Hey, it's a nightmare. <laughs> what of I'm, it? I'm evil Dilly. You can tell because I wear a baseball cap. Oh, is he wearing shit. a baseball cap? He wears a baseball cap and a sweater. Is it like <laughs> sideways or backwards so you know it's the evil one? No, it's straight ahead. Oh. Straight ahead evil. Evil Dilly, It's a Nightmare sounds like a uh, No Limit album cover to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, my new band, The Data Explosion. <laughs> covering that one. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt Colley, please make that. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. make a No Limit pen and pixel style yeah. <laughs> cover of me. Uh, but, Dilly, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Evil Dilly, it's, it's a nightmare. nightmare. Beautiful. All right. So then we cut over uh, to David, and he's bitching about his music career. He's like, "Oh man, I have to, I, I have to go and record in the studio with the big record studio guys." And I really love how broadly they talk about the music yeah. industry. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I got to go record and be musical with these music guys, and uh, it's on the same day as the funeral. This sucks. And st- <laughs> He's like, it, yeah, that's his whole fucking arc here. Yeah. Uh, and Steve's like, I don't give a fuck about your stupid music career. You fucked off on me, so stop bitching to me about it. And he even says, he's like, so why don't you make, like, a tree and leave? And I'm like, Whoa. even in the 90s, like, Ugh. no kids were saying that. No. 
so yeah, so then Dylan tries to call his mom, I guess to tell her about uh, dad blow up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he calls her dad, dad blow up. <laughs> hey, mom, dad blow up good. <laughs> I've been dreaming about evil Dilly. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's up with me. How have you been? Anyway, dad that's... blow up. <laughs> anyway, long story short, dad, dad blow, blow up. <laughs> I don't have a lot of minutes on my cell phone plan. Dad blow up, call me later. Hello, you have a collect call from dad blow up. <laughs> all right all right that's fun so uh yeah so then uh uh, evil dylan is still there and he's being a dick to regular dylan Um, so is he just walking around having fantasies what's going on the whole time yeah like this is evil dylan's just following him around everywhere yeah um and uh, outside of the house, uh, there's like a big media circus going on because dad blow up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and then there's a knock on the door and Dylan's like, not now, damn it. But it turns out it's Jim. Uh, Evil Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Ambiguous Jim. Well, he was wearing a hat. <laughs> He did murder a bunch of people. Uh, no, Jim the Walsh's dad. Uh-huh. Jim Walsh. Yep. <laughs> um, he shows up and he's like, Hey, Dylan, why don't you come live with us again? And she and Dylan's like, well, I don't think Brenda would like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was his next line, yes. Uh, and then Jim's like, She was the one who insisted upon it. Oh. Uh, so then... Uh, they get in the car and leave, and then we pan over to a guy in another car, and the guy in the other car is talking about kidnapping Dylan. He's like, yeah, something what? about we should kidnap Dylan or something. Which one? Dylan or Evil Dylan? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's kidnap Dylan. Better idea. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then Brenda, or Brandon tells Brenda that she needs some ice cream. Oh, uh, <laughs> the C plot is thick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, and he says it's also nice of her to let Dylan stay there. And dad comes in without Dylan, and mom's like, Where's Dylan? And uh, dad's like, He's looking at the backyard. And then they go to the backyard, and he does this whole, you know, thing about how he likes their backyard because it never changes. Uh-huh. That's deep. Uh, it, Oddly enough, it was kind of a nice moment. Yeah. It was like, oh, every once in a while you have like a little moment where it's yeah, kind of like, yeah. oh, all right, you can kind of sure, see sure. You know, because his whole life is in upheaval and everything and it always has been. And he's like, oh, I like your backyard. Yeah. It just, it's always the same. No matter what season, it's just always your backyard. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I teared up a little yeah. bit. <laughs> a little bit. Not like when I watched Bicentennial. Um so then, uh, Brendan, Brandon, Brandon, Brenda, <laughs> Brenda, Brenda, we were both wrong. Uh, uh, yeah. Brenda's all like, uh, you know, your dad is still here and, and over like, there <laughs> and on that tree because <laughs> he blowed up everywhere. <laughs> He's on that tree and a little bit on that tree. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so Brenda's like, yeah, your dad's still here. And Dylan's like, oh, what, in spirit? Yeah, and Brenda's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, yeah, and then Brenda apologizes for being a total bitch about the whole him and Callie thing and everything. Right. And Dylan's just still all wrapped up in himself. Uh-huh. Then we cut over to Kelly, and Kelly feels bad that she wasn't able to comfort Dylan because she feels like she's just really bad at it, and it makes her uncomfortable. And uh, David comes in, and she's talking to Donna about this. And David comes in and is like, "Hey, are you guys, uh, dinner's ready." And Kelly's like, "What are What are you having?" And he's like, "Oh, we're having meatloaf." And she goes, "A meatloaf? That's so retro." What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What do you think retro means? Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> it's a so, sensible meal. It's yeah. so you're right. I don't know. I just made it. It's nowtro. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow it'll be totally retro meal. Yeah. Um but uh oh yeah, and then weirdly, uh David tells Kelly to stop feeling like a human meatloaf. I couldn't really hear what was going because I was listening to it on my headphones, watching it on my phone. Uh, so I couldn't really hear what was going on at the time or what it was in reference to. But he definitely told her to stop feeling like a human meatloaf. Right, um, that's good advice. Yeah, and then I was like, "Wait, human meatloaf? Why was that not the name of this episode?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> full on should have been. Child the is the father of the human meatloaf. Yeah, the human meatloaf because dad's a fucking yeah, totally like, human meatloaf. This now. my backyard. It's totally like meatloaf. No matter how long you cook it. It's always low. It's always retro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So then we have a shot of uh, Brandon gambling on basketball, so we know that that's, that's still, still a problem. Right on, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Dylan goes downstairs. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, it's at night at the Walsh's house. Dylan goes downstairs, and uh, he finds Evil Dylan already there. And oh. guess what Evil Dylan's doing? Watching. Eating meatloaf? <laughs> and yeah. No. He's drinking. Oh. oh, guys! Evil Dylan's drinking. Uh, yeah, and Evil Dylan's like, "Hey, you're not you gonna make me drink. drink alone, are you?" Uh, well, technically, you're me, so you would still be alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Evil Dylan's like, you know, it's not gonna get better unless you start drinking. So let's drink. drink. And, and regular Dylan grabs the bottle from even evil dylan even dylan <laughs> even, even dylan <laughs> there's regular dylan even dylan evil dylan uh from evil dylan and he does like he you know he, he drinks the bottle and, yeah. and and it makes a real comical glug 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 sound and i'm like boy he is really drinking now like mm. that ah <laughs> Uh, so then, yeah, David is, uh, all set to record, so he's gonna record after the funeral. Well, last mm. I checked him, he was laying down the rhythm tracks. Uh, well, now he's going to record something else musically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and Kelly's like, uh, so David's like, yeah, I have to go record, so I, I can't go to the, uh, reception at the Walsh's house after the funeral. And Kelly's like, well, I can't go to the, uh, to the Walsh's house after the funeral, uh, either, because it's just weird, and I don't want to. And I'm like, you're his fucking girlfriend, you selfish bitch. And then, fucking Donna freaks out on both of them for being dumb, selfish bitches, and I'm like, Donna's the sensible one here. Yeah. Lately, she has been. Yeah. Donna's been, uh, truth-talking everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Donna's dropping truth bombs, guys. <laughs> I'm yeah. down with Donna. <laughs> and then, uh, hashtag down with Donna. Hashtag. Um, 
And then we have another scene where Brenda is apologizing to Dylan again. Okay. And Dylan Did is, she ever get her ice cream? Uh, let's not get ahead of her. No, sorry. Right. Right. Sorry. All right. Uh, <laughs> this episode needs a climax, all right? So don't <laughs> blow it. Um, oh. So, uh, yeah. So then the funeral's happening and Dylan declines to talk about his dad at the funeral. And Dylan's like, I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, really? Uh, is evil dilly in the bathroom uh no dropping he doesn't even do come take it up with, with dropping me. evil news <laughs> ah evil poop uh, you're not gonna make me dump alone are you <laughs> i told you evil dylan i stopped pooping ages ago i don't do that anymore man uh and then he takes a poop and it's like glug glug glug. <laughs> gross. Um, yeah, have to self gross. <laughs> Brady gross. Uh, okay, so then some other guy comes up to Dylan and he's like, "Hey, some guys are gonna call you uh, in two hours at the Walsh's house." He, I don't know who this guy is. Nobody does. <laughs> he just knows that everyone's gonna be at the Walsh's house. Yeah. Some guy's gonna call you. You better do what they say. He says this to who? Walks, uh, to Dilly. Oh. Um, so it's like probably somebody involved with the skeezy blowed up dad with the ki- well yeah. and the guy at the beginning who said they were going to kidnap yeah him. right or or sort of he more implied that there was going to be some sort of kidnapping uh, you know shenanigans yeah yeah um, and then they're trying to make Dylan feel better and Steve has a basketball and Steve's like hey Dill I have a ball let's shoot some hoops little horse little pig <laughs> and I was like <laughs> what sentence was that. <laughs> But I figure, yeah. like, I know what horse is, because yeah. horse is the game where you spell the word horse. No, it's not like horse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but the way he said it, he goes, hey, Dylan, you want to shoot some hoops, little horse, little pig? Well, well how do you play pig? I'm just trying out nicknames. <laughs> yeah, like, that's going to be our b-ball. b-ball nicknames. Is pig the one where you have to shoot from different... Angles. I have no idea. Because the two basketball games I know are horse, and then the one where you like do a shot from right beside the net, and then a shot from further that's away. That's horse, right, though. That's horse. Or or twenty one is when you. Oh. Yeah. But Hold which on. one is pig? Pig. Or was he trying out nicknames for yeah. them? Hey, let's shoot some uh, hoops, little horse, little pig. Yeah. Uh, pig basketball. That's what I googled. Oh, I got a pig playing basketball. Me too. Oh, no, boy. <laughs> How to play pig basketball in five steps. Okay. It's loading. Mm-hmm. One, start with two or three players. Choose who will go first. First person performs any shot. If that person made the shot, the next person must Im- imitate it. I guess it's that one word. That's horse. Yeah. Yeah. Every word no, is it's a not like every horse. every <laughs> you miss and then you get a letter and then the pig is the that's horse. That's horse. So is horse different? No. Or is it just easy? Is it just a harder version? Because yeah, maybe letters. horse is a longer version. Pig is what you play when, when you don't have the time. Yeah. Some bad. Your, some your guy. dad's blown up and evil you yeah. is trying to get you to drink all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have time for uh, an entire horse. <laughs> <laughs> you can maybe finish a pig. Somebody's yeah. out there listening, wearing a fucking basketball hat. Like I know exactly the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, write in or yeah. or don't because I don't care. Well, I looked it up on WikiHow for horse, and it's the same. It seems exactly the same. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just checked their phone to be like, is my, did my podcast stop playing? Because <laughs> I do that all the time. Because if not, I better stop it from playing. Yeah. 
Anyway, they're sitting uh, on this fucking basketball tangent. Yeah. Close. Sorry, right. sorry to get so uh, sportsy in here, yeah. guys. You know how we get. Uh, uh, right, little horse, little pig. Anyway, the horse, little pig. <laughs> little horse, little pig. <laughs> let me in. <laughs> uh, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Um, uh, where are you, little horse, little pig? All right. So then we go over to Brenda, and she's worried about Dylan. She's like, I'm worried about Dylan because, uh, oh, earlier I forgot to say it, they were, they were looking at the newspaper, and in the newspaper it sort of seemed to intimate that the dad was targeted and that maybe Dylan was going to be next. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a pretty big plot point. I <laughs> wonder why I just glossed right over that one. Yeah, I figured it was coming. Yeah. Uh, so then Brenda's worried about Dylan because she thinks he might be next, and then Kelly's eating chips, and she's uh, <laughs> nervous. <laughs> She's like, Nervously eating chips. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Nervous about how much I love these chips. <laughs> uh... She's like, uh, oh, I'm nervous about Dylan and Brenda being in the same house together. And I'm like, Kelly, his fucking dad just blew up. Get yeah. over your own fucking shit. Uh, so then David, right after the funeral, he bounces to go record, uh, Sweet Tunes. Uh-huh. And, um, he wants to leave. He's like, guys... I feel really bad being here. My dad, my, my friend's dad just blew up. I really should be at the reception. And um, record industry guy is like, hey, listen, David, uh, if you want to make it in the music industry, you have to create synergy. You know, I hip, you hop. You be, I bop. Ooh, and I was like, uh... oh, God, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> that was one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. And I don't do uh, and then, uh, evil Dylan is talking to regular Dylan and he just, for some reason, tells, uh, Dylan that the Walsh family doesn't like him and that they only like Brandon. Uh, <laughs> like, Boy. Mr. Brandon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, regular Dilly. The Walshes don't like you. They like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Brandon. And I'm like, boy, evil Dylan's really pulling out all the stops here. Uh, so then, uh, Kelly tells Dylan that she doesn't believe what the newspaper says, and Dylan's like, why? What does the newspaper say? Um, because he hadn't actually read that he was the next target. Uh, uh so then, uh, D David shows up, and, um, and him and Dylan are talking, and David's like, look, Dylan, I know you don't like me very much. <laughs> <laughs> and Dylan's like, I don't really know you. And he's like, yeah, well, I know I'm the closest person to you now because I know exactly how you feel because uh, uh, I know it wasn't my dad or anything. And he uses this exact term. He's like, but I was in the room when Scott blew himself away. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, he's doggy. <laughs> he didn't blow himself away. He shot himself like an idiot. Uh yeah, so, uh, yeah, so then he's like, when Dougie died, I wanted to run away and, like, get high and stuff, but you can't run away from what's in your head. Um, and then, uh, Dylan gets a call telling him where to meet the, you know, the call from the mysterious guys. Uh -huh. And Evil Dylan tries to tell him to run away, but then he doesn't. And then he meets this guy in this kind of shady alley. And he's like, who are you? And the guy's like, we'll get to that later. And Dylan's like, no, tell me now. And the guy flashes a badge, and he's a cop. And I'm like, why were you going to tell him later? Yeah. <laughs> You're a fucking cop. Why didn't you just tell him yeah. now? Um, and uh, so this is where it all gets very interesting. This is where it gets interesting. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, 
So he takes him into this uh, kind of shady room where the guy who, who told him that he was going to get the phone call is there. And also, guess who else is there? Jack's girlfriend. Remember the the blonde floozy? Sure. Remember her, the drunk one who wants yeah, to be yeah. drunk with him all the time? Yeah. Uh, she's there, too. And it turns out that Dad was helping the feds in a sting operation. Whoa. That's why they let him out of jail early, so that he could help them, uh, uh, you know, like, catch the the mob yeah. guys that he was right. in, in, dealing with, the guys who were on the boat and everything. Uh, and then Dylan's like, oh, so you used him as, like, a pawn in this, like, fucking uh, game to get these mob guys. And then he died. But you let them blow him up, and the guy's like... Fine! We screwed up, okay? <laughs> well, at least you admit it. Yeah, and then it turns out that, uh, yeah, like his, his uh, Jack's girlfriend, the blonde lady, was an agent the whole time. And she, uh, but she fell in love with Jack. And Dylan's like, isn't that, aren't you supposed to not do that? And she's like, yeah, but I did yeah, anyway. You know, little horse, little pig, things like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing leads to another, little horse, little pig. <laughs> we got married. Um, yeah, so, uh, so she's like, yeah, we just both have to figure out a, a way to um, get over him and stuff. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he, uh, Dylan goes to his car and he's like, you know, really angry and sad and evil Dylan's there and evil Dylan's like, Hey, but you want to drink now? And Dylan's like, no, I'm not going to drink for the final time. I'm not going to have a drink. And then he looks over and, uh, it's a little boy who's like in, in like the same hat and sweater. He's like, like, come on, drink that evil Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you fucking... <laughs> Stop being a pussy! Yeah. <laughs> you drink when you're my age! Uh, uh, but yeah, and I was like, was he so just talking a, to a little boy the whole time? The whole time! <laughs> that's what it, but it turned out woke him up and was like, it's a nightmare! <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what it was. Evil Dylan was really just, you know, like, little boy Dylan, um, who was, you know, scared and upset. So wait, and, is this a real little boy? No, this is still, uh... A vision uh, of yeah, the like, past, so in, Inside his head. So it's like little boy Dylan. Little and, boy um, Dylan. <laughs> and so, so then he goes home. Little boy Dylan, I'm a lot like you. <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle and the little boy Dylan. Um, little boy Dylan, man on the moon. Continue. I was going to take a drink. I thought <laughs> yeah. this song was going to be longer. Nope. Mm. So then Dylan comes home and he tells uh, the newspaper guy, because it's still like a media circus yeah. outside of his house, and he tells the, the <laughs> newspaper guy, he's like, hey, newspaper guy, uh, put this in your newspaper. I love Smoke. my dad. And he's like, what a scoop. Extra, yeah. <laughs> extra. Guy loves his dad. <laughs> Some guy I don't even know who he is loves his dad. <laughs> It's a story we can all get behind. <laughs> and then Dylan goes uh, goes inside and he looks over at the liquor cabinet, which is just full of sweet, delicious liquor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're gonna say chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and he looks at it and he walks right past it and he looks over and there's little boy Dylan. Drunk out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, wasted. <laughs> Hammered and ornery. <laughs> you fucking wuss. <laughs> I hate you. 
That's and it. then, and he goes, Dylan goes over and he hugs little boy Dylan. Oh. The end. Oh. And then he shoots him through a basketball hoop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of me now, Lawrence Little Bit? <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's, man. that's what happens. Pretty good. That's a wild one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what happens when Dylan's dad blows up. <laughs> what do you got there? Some bubbles? Oh, Greg's blowing bubbles. He just got very <laughs> whimsical. In yeah, there. Greg pulled a I little... I was wondering, you have like a little uh, um, it's ice, like an ice cream, cream cone, cone. But it sort of looks like if an ice cream cone was full of uh, turd. <laughs> it's a little like a chocolate ice cream. I just realized that it, it smells, smells like, like chocolate. chocolate. The bubbles you just blew at us smelled like chocolate <laughs> and your foul breath. <laughs> <laughs> like chocolate covered foul breath. Coffee beans. Coffee breath. Yeah. Yeah. Now with chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> mm. This is good podcast listening. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see the bubbles. You can't no. smell the breath. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Um, well, that's 90210 Yeah, Relay for another week. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who's up next? Uh, me or you? Uh, I believe it would be you. Me? Yeah. We're going this way. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the same positions as the old recording. Uh, yeah. Casey Lansing <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm delighted. By these bubbles. By the Greg. bubbles. He, Greg didn't stop blowing the bubbles. <laughs> no. it's, it's only increased. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie, you need one of those little guns that does it for you. You go... <laughs> well, this is pretty yeah, hard work. Dude, yeah, that really, oh, man, really right? is taking up a lot of your time. You do that for a couple minutes, your lips chap up. <laughs> You're short of breath. You're very dizzy. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to let us know anything, tell us what you think about bubbles. Uh, tell us what you think about that 90210. Um, or more, you can email us at info at modernsuperior.com. Don't forget to go to modernsuperior.com and listen to all the shows. Yeah. Lots of new episodes of Flight School, Super Zero, Let's Scare Matthew Price to Death, Casey. Excuse me once again. I swear the other podcasts on that site don't have this many burps. I was drink along aren't doing things lately. <laughs> yeah, they were I'm a burp heavy show. <laughs> we gotta, yeah, we gotta hold up on the burps. Um, you can lots of stuff to listen to there. Uh, you can go to iTunes, rate, review us, tell all your friends about us in real life, and don't forget to uh, comment on our discus threads on monarchsuperior.com as well. We check those too. So do all of those things, and until next time, goodbye, internet. We will see you next Wednesday with bubbles. Bubbles. (laughs) With bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, internet, uh, little horse, little pig. Little horse, little pig. <laughs> little horse, little pig. Little horse, little pig. We got a little yeah, horse watch, there. Watch some dinner, little horse, little pig. <laughs> get a little horse, get a little pig. You got a stew going. <laughs> <laughs>
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 